Friends can let friends adopt away too many cats. Friends can let friends spill the tea, the cheese, the gag. Friends can let friends sing while drunk off their ass. But friends don't let friends make a podcast. Hi. Hello. That's Angela Kika. No, I didn't think of a name for you. <laughs> oh, that's Tori, Tori, Tori in the house. <laughs> what? Did you ever watch that show, Cory in the house? Yes. On Disney Channel? So you're Tori, Tori, Tori in the house. Oh, you didn't say it's it a no party way, every week, babe. You didn't say it like that. You said Tori, Tori, Tori in the house. So I okay, know. I figured you would get the reference. I need the rhythm. I'm so sorry. I, Tori, I Tori, that's Tori, Tori you... in the house. Is that better? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure. I thought it was, but the rhythm wasn't white, so I didn't know. I'm sorry. I thought about that the other day, and I was like, that's clever! <laughs> <laughs> so, here we are. So, here we are. This episode is just going to be us rambling for a bit. Yeah, um, we don't really have a topic, but we're both going out of town this weekend, so we didn't have any other chance to record. Yeah, so... We're going to have a real, like, actually good kind of researched episode next week. Oh, yeah. And we need time to prep for that. Yeah, but, but we also don't want to leave y'all hanging. Yeah, so we don't want to just do nothing. So here we go. It's a ramble. We're on our way to get Oliver from his important business meetings. <laughs> yeah, his important business meetings. Yeah, he has a he's, lot. He's in charge of important stuff. Yeah, he goes on meetings for us because he's our PA. Yeah, he's our PA. Though. He's scheduling tour dates. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Live shows. Let's if y'all ever want to see us and hear us ramble in person, just let us know where and we'll be there. <laughs> We'll have Oliver go to scout it out. Amen. <laughs> Hit us up at the Majestic. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tickets go on sale next week. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> They're only five dollars. And if you give me five dollars, your options are. I hate you. <laughs> hey, Tori. Well. All right. Well. Let's talk about something. I know you said you wanted to talk about the uh, education system. I'm just mad. <laughs> mad about schools in general. Like all schools or our school in particular? All of them. Okay. I, just the way that schools are conducted at every level <laughs> and the way that teachers are ultimately unprepared at our specific university. Mm-hmm. And it's just a lot. It's just a lot. I've worked in a lot of different schools so far in my teaching career that is short but it's starting you know yeah and it's very interesting when the more affluent schools are the ones that I don't even want to step foot in as an actual teacher why because they suck man like the teachers are all jerks and like (laughs) it's just it's just not a good environment like and you'd think because they got money they obviously have the money like they're doing okay but just I have I'm I have a terrible time. Like I'm in one right now. I'm in a pretty affluent school for my field experience this semester. And I love the kids, don't get me wrong. I love the kids. And I love I love both of the teachers that I'm paired with actually. They're both amazing teachers, but also like it's very obvious at least from one of them and from other teachers that I know that other people are paired with, that they don't want us there as, like, observers or, like, student teachers or, like, helpers. Like, they don't... Yeah. 
Like, they straight up said, one of them straight up said, like, I didn't volunteer for this. I was just given team, like, you guys. Wow. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like, we, because this is our, this is my last year in college. So, like, next semester, I'm going to be student teaching. Like, straight up student teaching. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, it's crazy. And I, so we're supposed to be, like, teaching lessons and stuff now. And the fact that, like, we're just kind of sitting there, sometimes grading papers, sometimes not even that. It's just, I don't know. You know, I want to be doing more. I'm ready to be doing more. I've had experience doing more. The fact that I'm going to my hometown this weekend and I get to teach there more than I do in my actual field experience, it's a little jarring, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little frustrating, but it's fine. I just... And then I'm also, I go to a poorer school on a kind of worser, worser... <laughs> kind of on um, the not so great side of town, and I love that school. I would, I would literally actually teach there. And this is a grade that I don't even want to teach. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I would actually genuinely teach there because it's just the teachers that we met and got to talk to and stuff, and that we're working with, just breed a better environment. And maybe because it's a poor side of town that they're like, well, we got to make it better now since maybe I don't get know. A bad and job. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of teachers that are at that school that are not that great. Yeah. But just the ones that we got to experience and like talk to and stuff like they're amazing. I would love to work alongside them with them under them, whatever. Like yeah. it's amazing. And that, and that's kind of true for, that's kind of true for a lot of the kind of poor, schools I've worked in quote unquote or like title one schools that I've worked in whatever like I have such a better time there than I do at like the nicer schools Hmm. it's very interesting it's a very interesting dichotomy especially like considering that my school that I went to I think we're technically considered title one in my hometown you know like we're not it's not the best it's the only one we got because we're a small district but it's not the greatest it's not the worst but it's not the greatest either. But you know what I'm saying? But, like, I never thought that I'd want to teach at a school like that. Yeah. I always, especially because I was like, oh, San Antonio, like, I'm going to teach in all the really good schools and do all this really cool stuff and make a name for myself. But now I'm just like, I don't even want to do that. Same, like, same, same. I want to teach, and I definitely want to teach here in San Antonio, but, like, I don't need those rich schools. Those That's too much for me. <laughs> the people that work there are too much for me. Same. Sometimes the kids are too much for me. Like, yeah, nah. take a break. Um, I don't know what school classification mine is. Yeah. But we, yeah, we have a ton of schools. Um, but maybe it's also like, cause they're on a richer side of town. Like they're just snooty. Yeah. And I mean, not everyone's like that. Cause I definitely work with affluent children also <laughs> in my day job. <laughs> Essentially, and they're all amazing. Like all the kids that I work with are great, and their families are great. So like, it's definitely not everybody, and it's usually not the students. In all honesty, it's it's more on the faculty side of things. I've yet to really have major problems with the students that I've been exposed to. So, teachers, step up your game. I know, but also step up the training programs for teachers too, and the game will automatically be stepped. Yeah, I I actually I really after like learning from you mm-hmm. I don't understand why there's not a big like a bigger and better 
way to teach people that want to be teachers. Yes. Like, they have to teach everybody. That should be one of the most important things. Yes. I don't, I don't understand why right. it's not, why it's not. I don't either. And it, and again, because it's one of those things where it's not everybody. Yeah. Like, I've certainly had professors in my program that have been fantastic. And, you know, and there have been classes where this program is like, yes, this is what it's supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to be learning. And it's amazing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But there's also been so many classes that I've taken that have been either, like, repeat classes of other ones that I've had to take or have just kind of been a waste of time. You know, and yeah. like, I have to pay for these classes. Like, yeah. I have to pay to get this education. I don't understand. And then it's so, it's it's one of those things too, because there's a lot of times now in my last year where it's like, we have so many things that we have to do before we can even be student teachers, let alone like real teachers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just the fact that like, we're so underprepared for it. And we're just now realizing and, like, truly seeing how underprepared we are. And, like, the fact that, like, like there's specific tests that teachers have to take. We have to take mm-hmm. a content test and a pedagogy test. And pedagogy is, like, how you teach, like, why teaching practices are the way that they are, okay. if that makes sense. Um, like, how, like, differentiating instruction and, like, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, classroom management, all that kind of stuff. So we have to take two different tests, whatever. We have... Well, before this year, we had to take the actual content test and pass it before we became student teachers. Now they changed it to where you only have to take practice tests for both the PPR and the content tests. And you have to, you have to pass them, but it just has to be the practice ones. It doesn't have to be like the real ones. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that I'm in the semester before student teaching, and this is the first semester we've ever even talked about these exams, been reviewing for these exams. Fun. You know what I'm saying? Also, I went to a meeting this past week, and I learned that there's like four to six different trainings that I have to do between now and January, essentially, and they just told us this semester in October. Wow. You know what I mean? And one of them... It's a, like, mental health training thing. Uh-huh. There's only 30 spots available. Our university is not the only San Antonio university that's competing for these spots yeah. either. Okay? Did I exit too early? No, you're good. Okay. You just have to turn left. Okay. Anyway, um, we're not the only ones that are competing for this for these spots, whatever. I registered, thank God, I registered while I was at the meeting. Literally a day or two later... And mind you, we're looking at, there was September sessions that we obviously didn't know about. Mm -hmm. I think there's one October session that hasn't happened yet. I know there's one November session. That's the one that I'm going to. And then there was a couple in January that you can go to, right? Mm -hmm. Before the spring. Okay. I registered at the meeting. Two days later, in my group chat with all of the students that are in, like, my teaching block classes, they said, yeah, those trainings are full until March. Whoa. And we're technically supposed to have taken this training before we start student teaching in January. Wow. Fun. We love. Yeah. We love getting delayed messages. Yeah. So, like, literally, unless you registered at the meeting like I did, like, you didn't get into a session. Great. Yeah. 
And so now people are having to register for like the March and April and May ones. So then what are they going to have to do? Like, do they? Well, because I apparently, I guess a lot of people like emailed enough and was like, hey, what do we do that the department is kind of like, yeah, it's okay if you take the spring ones, like that's fine. But, which, thank God, but, like, what if they hadn't? Like, what yeah. if that hadn't have been an option? Like, then you don't get to student teach next semester? You gotta repeat, like, a whole year? Yeah, essentially. Like, what are you supposed to do? You know what I mean? It's fine. We'll just drop 20000 again. Exactly. And it's stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. there's, and then there's, like, four trainings like that. Fun. Or, like, we have paperwork. For, for student teaching, we have to turn in paperwork by October the 15th. We got this paperwork last week. Last Thursday. <laughs> How much paperwork is it? It's not... Thankfully, it's not that much. Like, a lot of it we could finish, like, at the meeting and essentially turn in. But we're talking... This is paperwork with background checks included. This is paperwork for loan stuff that we might need. You know, like, this is paperwork to, like, everything. To sell your soul. Basically, due Monday that we got last week. Fun. Mm Mm-hmm. We love that. Yeah. So, I just don't understand why these meetings don't happen, like, freshman year... Or even sophomore year, you know what I'm saying? Like, why yeah. why is it senior year the semester before student teaching when all of this stuff needs to already be done? Especially because given the trainings and the tests and things, like, if this is all stuff that we have to do before we go into student teaching, this is stuff that we could have been doing for years now, for literally three years now. Like, I could have taken one of these trainings each semester that I've been in college and be fine now yeah. and not have to worry about it and then just have to do, like, my one assignment thing over Christmas. Yeah. And then that's it. You know what I'm saying? And have already taken my tests and everything. But the fact that I didn't even know about any of this You until... have to act like you're an actual car. You can't just drive in the middle of everybody. A motorcycle just passed us on the lines. <laughs> um, but yeah, the fact that like no, none of us knew about any of this until basically a week ago and we're expected to have it all done by December, January. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I'll email the president and be like, hey... <laughs> Can me and my best friend Write go in a petition. and talk? <laughs> can me and my best friend go in and talk to you about our, our issue? Like you're supposed to hear us out. I've heard that you're really good about hearing us out. Can you hear us out? <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna do it. I'm I don't know. And the department for our university is being audited this year too. So they're re- so like they're being like watched mm-hmm, and like scored and stuff. But I think that's why they're like cracking down on all this stuff, especially with like the testing and all that. Because they're being audited and they're being held accountable and all that. And I'm just like, but that doesn't help us if we're not prepared, though. Like, yeah. we're not going to make your scores go up if you don't prepare us. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. So, I don't know. There's just a lot that needs fixing in mm-hmm. education at every level. And it's kind of hard. It's, it's one of those things, too, because a lot of pressure is on us as new teachers to make these changes. Yeah. But if we're not being prepared correctly... How are we going to effectively implement these changes into our classrooms, you know? Yeah. So, food for thought, everyone. But don't take this, if you're listening and you don't know what you're going to do with your life, don't take this as don't be a teacher because we need teachers. We need actual good, dedicated teachers who want to be teachers, who care about students. If you're just being a teacher for the paycheck, you don't need to be a teacher. If you're just being a teacher so you can coach, you don't need to be a teacher. I'm just saying. That's the T right there. But if you're being a teacher because you actually care about students and their well-being and because you actually have passion for whatever subject that you want to teach and you have creative ideas that get your students involved, not only in the classroom, but also in the community, then by all means, please go into the teaching field because we need people like that. Yeah. You may not get paid much, but 
you're always going to need teachers. Yeah. There are other jobs that can be replaced by robots. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> teachers cannot be. <laughs> Rip. Truth. There you go. There's some frustrations. Yeah. <laughs> I just love it. Um, I got a little... I'm going to change subjects. That's fine. Uh, I learned today mm-hmm. my... One of my professors is red-green colorblind. How fun! But, I mean, not fun for them. I don't but know if he knows. That's so interesting. He was showing us a map today. Oh no! And he was there. Were, there were blue, black, and green arrows. Oh no! And he was saying what each of the arrows were, and then he was pointing to the green one and said, "Yeah." Then then this red arrow right here, and we're all just like, "Is he colorblind?" Oh no! And he's this old man, and I don't know if he knows, but he said red, and we're just kind of like, "What?" You need to like do an experiment, like give him things that are red or green, and see what like be like. Hey, um. You know, like, where on... And if he, like, says the color wrong, then you'll know. Because it might have just... If he's old, too, like, it might have just been a mistake. It None of the colors on the map were red, though. I know, but, like, you know how... Like, he might have been thinking of something else that maybe. was red, and then, like, that's just what came out. Maybe. Or maybe he's used to using a map that has a red line, and this is the first time he's used a different map. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it could be, you know, like... <clears throat> it could be just a slip-up, a one-time thing, but, like... Maybe. I would test it. Yeah. Be like, hey... <laughs> What color is this? <laughs> I was about to say, what color is this? Um, Be like, can everyone wearing red shirts go stand in a clump? And then, like, make sure all the green-shirted people and all the red-shirted people are together and see what groups he thinks is, are what. <laughs> Be like, can we split into groups by color of shirt? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, y'all are wearing the same color. What do you mean? <laughs> Poor thing. Poor guy. One of my friend's boyfriends is colorblind, which means that she gets to decorate their apartment however she wants. <laughs> nice. <laughs> love. He's not totally colorblind, but he can't see, like, I think, like, pink and a couple other things and, like, some of her favorite colors, so she just gets those sometimes, and she's like, oh, no, it's this color. <laughs> he nice. never knows. So, I have a sorry if you're listening. <laughs> I didn't call you out, so you yeah. don't know who you are. <laughs> I have a friend who can't see blue or, like, different shades of blue. He can't distinguish them. Aww. So... I don't know who, or purple. It's one of the two, blue or purple. So, so one of my friends was like, you must have a very blue Christmas then. Just super funny. Rip. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> uh, that was, oh my God, that was like freshman year. As much as I need Halloween to be here because I'm super pepped for Halloween, I don't know why, but the urge to listen to Christmas music has been upon me and I hate myself for it. Don't. I know. It's not time. It's not time. It's not time. November 3rd, I can start, but today is not that day. No. It's only October 11th. I know. And I want... Listen, if there was more Halloween music in the world, we wouldn't be having this problem. So, at Musicians Everywhere, if you're listening, please drop some ballin' Halloween albums so I can get through this season without needing to listen to Christmas music. Because there's no festive holiday music for me to listen to aside from like two songs, three songs, yeah. and not not soundtracks either. Like, no, I don't, don't want to hear spooky the, soundtracks. I don't want to hear the Michael Myers theme. Song. No, that's not a song. No, it's not. I need a bop like not all of Nightmare Before Christmas. But, yes, but more. Yes, times ten. Like spooky scary skeletons remix, please. The Spook Returns, give it to me. Let's have all of them. Yes, I know. I know. I know. You're going I, too fast. No, I thought you were gonna keep going. <laughs> I was pulling out of the school yesterday whenever I went to go to work, and I, I drive a little fast, guys, but I was slowing down, and I was stopping, and, like, the 
security the security guard guy he was working as a crosswalk or cross crossing guard essentially and he's like holding his hand and continuing to hold his hand i'm like dude i see you and then he i have my windows with it but he goes where's the fire and i was like are you kidding me like i was gonna stop chill out <laughs> i was so bad i was like come on bro one of these friends is a twin I told you. Yeah. Yeah. I saw. Oh him. yeah, because you never know which one it is, right? I, I I learned his name is Mark. Oh good. But I saw him today. I'm gonna oh, say hi. Oh shit. <laughs> Same. But I, I have cousins. I was like hey hey hey, it's him. I have cousins that are twins and an extra, but then now there's a baby. She's like three or four or five. That's six not a baby. Now. She was a baby. Whenever I met her, she was a baby. I haven't seen them in years. Is it the one from Zapata? No, they're from here. Oh. I don't know if they still live here. I know they were living in North Carolina for a little bit because dad's military. So, so, um, I want to tell you and them about my science experiments I've been doing with eyeliners. Oh, yeah! Because I finally finished all my... Did you? I finally finished. (gasps) Um, Which one was your last one? Is this the last uh, one that you're wearing right now? I, I finished it when we worked out the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was, You got a little bit off the end of the wing like uh, yeah, today. Yeah, I think I scratched it a oh, okay. bit or something. So that doesn't count. But, anyway, continue. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, so I kind of, <laughs> I oversweat more than most people because my dad gave me that gene. Same. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, I know dad. you listen. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Um, shout out to Dad. <laughs> um, so every time I wear eyeliner, mainly in summer... I sweat it off. It just melts off of me. So I can't wing my... And, like, on my eyes, it's fine. But I can't wing it because then my wing just disappears. So I decided to try out, like, seven eyeliners. (laughs) I think it was, like, five and then I bought two more. (laughs) Me. Or three more. I love impulsive shopping. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was like, it's for science. Okay. (laughs) In the name of science. So you're just jealous because I believe in science. Um, I'm going to this guy's hair. Oh, yeah. This. Um, so I'm testing me. out... I was testing out LA Colors from Dollar Tree. Uh, Wet and Wild Felt Tip Eyeliner. Um, <coughs> Revlon Color Stay. Rimmel London Cold Pencil. The Revlon Color Stay is a liquid liner. Elf, I found out they have an active. Mm-hmm. Uh, How did that one work out? I'm, I'm about to. Oh, okay, sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, just trying sorry. to name the ones that I bought. Yeah. Um, Color Stay, Elf, Active. Uh, I have Kat Von D, Trooper, Tattoo Liner, in Trooper Black, and Kat Von D's Basket Case, which was limited edition. It's a coal formula, and then I got NYX the felt tip because I've heard good things about it and I used to have that one but and my dad got it for me but when he got it for me that long time ago I it like broke and oh yeah yeah so I I couldn't really use it because it would just like leak onto my eyes oh yeah yeah it was was just like draining we love a painting (laughs) so I have to tell you something later okay (laughs) so I um the way I tested it is I put it on we get up at 6 30 in the morning god and we're busy, and we're not home until, like, 5.30. Or later. Or later. So, I put it on at 6 in the morning, and then whenever we get home, sometime during the evening to the night, we work out for, like, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. About 30 minutes. And we go, hard. <laughs> we go pretty hard. 
<laughs> and then at the fitness, oh, the fitness marshal, hello. Oh, fitness marshal, hello. You've been helping us work out. Thank you. Thank you for the sangria Come to wine. San Antonio so we can go to your concerts and dance with you. Thanks. Please, thanks. Anyway, <laughs> so we would work out and then I would see how they lasted after my workout. And sometimes after some of, if I didn't do it in all of them, I did it in the first few, maybe. I'd have yes. to recheck, but I would rub kind of my eye, like, because you know how when you're sweating. Yeah, you know how when you sweat and you rub it away? Yes. That's what I was trying to copy. But I would show it first how it looked and then I would rub it. Ah, so, like yeah, see, to see. But I don't know if I did that in all of them. But if not, whoops. That's okay. You're recording, right? <laughs> yeah. You so that you're recording. Like, this, this. You're recording in videos. Your oh eyeliner. yes, yes. I'm recording in videos. The morning I apply it, how it looks, how I think it applies, and then at the after how it dries, workout. and then at the end is the outcome of how it lasted throughout the day, and then the workout. Right. So I bought. Kat Von D's tattoo liner because I saw so many reviews of girls in car accidents crying, weeping, hysterical, and their wings were perfectly intact. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever. I bought it. No, no. No, ma'am. No. It didn't last. It. My wings were always gone before the day was over. Shook. It wasn't as dark as I wanted it to be. I have to apply like six coats to get it as black as I wanted it. Right. So six. Yeah. I just damn. had to keep going over it. It wasn't dark. It That's was annoying. very sheer. That's annoying. Especially because yeah. like Kat Von D's products are like twenty dollars. Yeah, that eyeliner I got it as a present, a birthday present, because I wasn't about to buy it for myself. I don't blame you. And, but it was twenty, probably twenty five with shipping. My God. Yeah. And then that one didn't last. The one her coal. Her coal liner, the basket case, I love because she collabed with Billy Joe Armstrong, who right. is my hero. Right. <laughs> um, that one lasted pretty well. Um, the only issue I have is it's limited edition, so I can't buy it anymore. Yeah. So I just wanted to test Which it. Which is so upsetting. I know. I'm mad about it. But it was also like high key, like $30. Oy, oy, oy. And no, I no, bought no. two. Oy, oy. <laughs> I had to. I was like, what if I love this one and then I, I can't use it anymore? So I bought two and now I'm like, Sad. I don't want to use the second one. I don't want to finish it anymore. Yeah. I don't want to use it anymore because I'm going to finish it and then I won't have it. Yeah. But it's anti-precision, so it was very hard to do a wing, but I do make do with what you can. Um, that one was all right. Uh, LA Colors wasn't that good. <laughs> it's a dollar. It's yeah. literally from Dollar Tree. But I did put on another one. I have to check my videos. But I think it lasted better than the Wet and Wild, oh. if I'm not mistaken. I know LA Colors did better than one of them, and I was shook. The one thing I will say about Wet and or the other one, LA Colors versus Wet and Wild, because I've used both, uh-huh. is that I do actually think that LA Colors lasts a little bit better than Wet and Wild, but it also, whenever it's time to actually like take it off, like when you want to take it off, it comes off very easily. So like it doesn't necessarily come off during the day yeah. if you're rubbing at it. But, like, by the end of the day, like, it's just, like, one sweep with a makeup wipe or even just, like, a wet piece of toilet paper. And it's done. It's gone. And I do like that. Yeah. Because sometimes the wet and wild one, it, like, smears all over your face. Yeah, it gives you acunas. Yeah. So, and that one didn't last that great either. I heard that it did. Or I think I'd be. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, lasts really well on me. It, like, I can hold a wing all day with I the wet and wild one. I can't. I sweat too much. <laughs> but. Um. And then I also, I got the color today because I had some customers telling me, she bought five. Oh my god. 
she was like, yes, it's so good. You know how they give you at Kunai's? And I was like, yes. She said, this one doesn't. So I bought it. It's not cruelty-free, which is what I try to do, but I was right. like, it's for science. Like, I kind of, I want yeah. to. She's buying five. Yeah. It has yeah, to yeah. be good. It, 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 I think it was pretty good. I didn't like when I was trying to get it off, if I'm remembering correctly, if it was that one. It, like, came off in flakes when I was in the shower. Like, it was oh. peel, peel, peel. Yeah. It was just weird. Yeah. I, I know LA Colors does that sometimes, too. But and then, oh, of, LA Colors or, also got my eyelashes stuck to my yeah, eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, more of almost like a mascara consistency. Yeah, it was weird. Which is weird. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it stinks. It does the job. Yeah, and then I also tested out the Elf Active. Active. It's a cold pencil, mm-hmm. and she did her job. Oh, good! Yeah, she... I think no th- false advertising from Elf today. No, no but. false advertising from Elf. I was very pleased with it. It helps your girl because she's a little sweaty. It's st- if it didn't last completely, it was like ninety percent complete wing at the end of That's the day. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really good. That's really impressive. Yeah, it was nice. And then the other one was NYX, which is what I'm wearing today, and it, it lasts also pretty well. So I got two choices that What's I. What's your number one? You think? What's your number one contender from your experiment? Um. Overall, probably the Elf Active, but I okay. think the one I'm going to use more is the NYX, just is because... Is the NYX a liquid? Yes, but okay. that's that's why. Just because yeah. I prefer liquid to pencil. Right. Just because it's also easier to do it. Like, I don't yes. have to sharpen it every day, yes. which I hate. I hate having... Sh- it, like, it's so good. But I can use that, like, if I know I'm going somewhere, like, out or working well, out. Or, gonna or, yeah, where I'm going to be sweaty. Yeah, I'm going to be sweaty. I'll just put that one on, like, for sure. So, so yeah, that's my two cents. Wow. That's my science experiment. We sorry to science. the, sorry to the guys that were like, we don't care about mascara and eyeliner. Some girl out there is gonna hear this and you'll be like, all right, I got you. I sweat too much too, and now, now she's gonna know which ones to try. There you go. Helping somebody out. Helping me out. Helping you out. <laughs> Helping out, Oliver. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Because he wears eyeliner so he, often. He could. He could. If he wanted to. If he wanted to, care. that'd be fine. He said, yeah. Oh, alright. We'll do it, Oliver. We'll give you a makeover whenever we get home. So, yeah. How cute. We love that. We love science. We stand science we in stand this house. Science. I was going to be a chemist. We stand Marie Curie. Yes! <laughs> She's in the little feminist book. She is! We're such liberal parents. <laughs> uh, I know. It's fine. Speaking of parenting, this isn't really parenting, but I did babysit last night. Mm-hmm. Did you know that there's a Pete the Cat show? On Amazon Prime. I thought there was one on Netflix. I didn't know there was on Amazon Prime. It's like a cartoon, like Pete the Cat. And he doesn't talk through most of the episode. And so all of his little... No, it's really cute. So it's like it's like his mom and his dad and his brother, Bob. Mm-hmm. And then it's him and then like all his little friends. Mm-hmm. And all of his friends have very distinct personalities, which I will get into in a minute. Okay. But, um, but Pete, through most of the... Oh, and then there's the narrator whose name is Neville. Ah. He's a dog. Um, and he has the guitar and he sings the songs and stuff. But like Pete, for most of it, he does talk by the end of the episode, but through most of the episode he doesn't talk. So anytime he like does little gestures or like makes little expressions or whatever, you hear like the riff of a guitar and it's really cute. It's actually really cute. I like that. Um, so we'll have to watch it sometime. But, um, but yeah, so it's pretty cute, but all the little friends. So there's Grumpy, who's a toad, who is trying too hard to be cool. Got it. Like, literally, like, there was one episode that we watched last night where he was like, wow, that's cool, and then he goes, I mean, 
if you're into things that are cool and stuff. And I was like, Grumpy, shut up. <laughs> um, and then there's Sally, I think is her name. And she's this squirrel and she's too hyper for me. <laughs> like, gotcha. I can't handle her and I don't like her. <laughs> um, and then there's this other one who I don't remember what her name is, but she's a cat also. And she is hiking me. <laughs> Like, she loves singing, and she's, like, their little singer. All the friends have a little band together. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, their singer of their band or whatever and all that. But also she's, like, super organized, like, hyper-organized. So she goes through and, like, makes all these graphs and charts and stuff for fun and all that. And there was one episode where they were talking about, like, well, what helps you go to sleep? And it was, like, all their favorite things, essentially. So for the squirrel, it was, like, acorns. And for the uh, the grumpy, it was, like mosquitoes like on the water water skeeters you know like counting water skeeters but then for my homegirl whatever her name is it was like making lists and categorizing stuff and I was like okay but why is that me (laughs) it was so funny and then my actual favorite of all the little friends is this little pug who I thought was a boy like the whole time but her name was Emma oh but she's French okay (laughs) And she uh-huh. has this little French accent, and literally, she's so weird. <laughs> the whole time, she's talking about how, like, she's an artist, okay? Mm-hmm. But she's very, like, French philosopher, like, Parisian type style thing. So, like, there's one part where um, she, oh, it's Halloween. She's dressed as a ghost. And they go, cute ghost costume. And she goes, oh, I am not a ghost. I am the... What did, what, what, what did she say? She's like, I am... Oh, God. Oh, no. It was something about, like, being like, I am the manifestation of the idea of a ghost. And I was like, shut up! <laughs> I was like, you stupid dog. And then she was like, um, in, the, in, a, in a different Halloween episode, they're carving pumpkins and all this stuff. And she freaking carves starry night into her pumpkin as a jacket. She was like, basing my pumpkin off of a French uh, impressionist painting <laughs> or something Same. like that. I was just like, me too, girl. <laughs> <laughs> it was so dumb. It was so funny. So I really just like that dog, that f- very French dog. And sometimes she'll slip French words and everything. Like, all of a sudden, you just hear it goes, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> me! <laughs> <laughs> it was so <laughs> funny. <laughs> She doesn't look like a pug. What does she look like? She just looks like a generic dog. Oh, <laughs> just like a brown it. dog. They didn't know how to do the nose? No. Got it. But it's real cute. We're going to have to watch this. Oh, and uh, Pete the Cat's brother is named Bob, and he's a surfer. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, their dad's, like, Australian. <laughs> but their like mom, in Moana. But their mom is, like, black. <laughs> like, I don't understand. And so, 
But Pete the cat and Bob don't talk. Bob talks. So Pete, it's just Pete. Pete's mute. Mm-hmm. Until the end of the episode. Then he, like, repeats the moral of what the episode's supposed to be about. So how does he sound? Just like a kid. Just like a general child. Oh, okay. And Bob? Bob sounds like this, because he's like a teenage surfer ah. dude, you know? Oh. <laughs> it's so wild. It was so wild, Tori. I didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. I was like, what? Cool. I was like, Pete the cat? <laughs> We have to watch it. Yeah, so we'll pop on an episode whenever we get home. Okay. I <laughs> so love my see. white shoes. I love my white shoes. I love my and there was a whole episode where they made cupcakes and Homegirl. What's her name? It's like Caddy, Katarina, Kata. Katawampus. Colette. I don't know what her name is. <laughs> Something with a C because she's a cat. But, um, uh, she's. She creates this literal blueprint on how to make these blueberry cupcakes for their friend Dennis's a birthday. A blueprint? Uh-huh. Like, step by step by step. It's, like, huge. Like, gotcha. bigger than her. Her gotcha. little organizational list on how to do this. So they make these blueberry cupcakes, and they're setting them on the windowsill to cool. Which, mind you, no one does that in real life. I've never seen anyone put food on the windowsill to cool. Me neither. Like, in shows and movies. Like, that's not a thing that people do. Yeah. But, of course, the cupcakes go missing... And then you just hear Grumpy go, oh, I don't feel good, from behind a bush. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, what happened? (laughs) He took, he ate all of the cupcakes. They made like a dozen or two dozen and he ate all of them. (laughs) I'm going to start saying that now. Oh, I don't feel good. (laughs) (laughs) And then like they're going through and they're, oh no. They're going through to all of their friends and like they're following the little tracks of the cupcakes and like they stop at the squirrel's house and she's like, she was like, hi guys. She goes, I have to admit something or whatever. She goes, I can't pick which acorn I like, but some bull crap. (laughs) And they're like, that's all that you have to admit? Not that you stole the cupcakes? She was like, what? And then they go to my homegirl, my little pug, my little Emma. And she's like, of course I'm covered in blue. I'm because she's like painting something she's like um or rather the impressionistic view of blue or something like that I was like what I are hate you it. doing it was so funny and then they're like following still and then you just have grumpy behind a bush and you just show oh I don't feel good yeah. <laughs> oh I don't feel good oh no I don't feel good and I was just like me too bro <laughs> And he wears these little beatnik sunglasses, like the little tiny ones that mm-hmm. like rest on your nose, like a slam poet. And I was like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> who are you trying to be? So, it's wild. Uh, highly recommend Pete the Cat. Pete the Cat on Amazon Prime. On Amazon Prime. <laughs> you need to see if it's the right one on Hulu. I mean, it's on either, Netflix? Yeah, on Netflix. On whatever, wherever it is. Wherever it is. Because I'm pretty sure I've seen it on Hulu. On, on, on Netflix. <laughs> Pretty sure we've seen it on Netflix and Oliver's uh, channel. Yeah, Oliver has his own page on my parents' Netflix account. <laughs> it's fine. It said kids, but He's now it's o- Oliver. I changed it. <laughs> He's the only person that uses it. The other boys don't. So, oh, well. what do you want? He doesn't like us sharing that information. I guess not. God, you don't want people to know that you're a moocher, Oliver. Off of Netflix. Pay for it yourself. You're an adult. <laughs> you have a job. <laughs> we just picked you up from your job. Paint, 
paint, paint, paint. Pay for your own Netflix. Please, sir. Please. Might I have some more? Same. I love Oliver Twist. That's him. Oh, yeah. Have you ever watched Oliver and Company? No. Did you know? Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even wait for my answer. <laughs> Off of Oliver Twist? No. I didn't either. And then I helped a student with an Oliver Twist assignment earlier this year, and the names are the same! Like, the dogs and the guy have the same name as characters in literal, actual Oliver Twist. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was shooketh. I called my dad, and I was like, did you know that Oliver and Company is Oliver Twist? And he was like, did you not know that? And I was like, no. And he goes, the guy's name is Fagin. And I was like, you act like I've read Oliver Twist, Dad. <laughs> Isn't it a movie or a play or something? It's a book by Charles Dickens, and it's also a musical, and there have been some movies made about it. It's a lot. Gotcha. There's been so many interpretations of it, it's not even funny. It's, an, it's about an orphan. I don't really stand Charles Dickens that much. We're going to have a whole literature episode one day. But I don't really stand Charles Dickens that much because he was too wordy for me because he got paid by the word. So he just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. <laughs> a Christmas Carol is actually not bad. I did read A Christmas Carol. And it's not the worst. I think I had that movie. Yeah, you have the Jim Carrey one. Yeah. We love Jim Carrey. We I do. Love I do love Jim Carrey. He's pretty cool. Stan and Jim Carrey. Did you see that he was on trial once because they thought he mur murdered his girlfriend? Whoa! No! I never saw the outcome, but yeah, well, that, it was a whole thing once. Dang. Well, I would assume since he's still around in the public sphere, he didn't murder his girlfriend. Yeah. It was like she was trying to kill herself and he left some medication out and they were like, if you know she's trying to kill herself, like, why'd you leave your medication out? It was a whole thing. That's stupid. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, did she kill herself then? That's yeah, sad. she did. That's why they were like, you killed your girlfriend. And it was a whole thing. That's so... First, that's just messed up, first of all. Like, don't... He was probably already blaming himself so much. Probably. Because, especially if it was like a suicide thing that killed her. Like, he was probably already blaming himself. Like, he didn't need that. Yeah. And that's just completely unfair. Like, that's not how suicide works. Yeah. That's upsetting. That mm -hmm. makes me really upset. That's sad. That's sad on all of the ends. Yeah. That's sad that that happened, that she felt like that was the only <clears throat> way to deal with her demons, and it's sad that he got literally put on trial and blamed for that, when that's not how that works at all. That's just sad. That's just real sad. Yeah, people suck. People do suck, Tori. In case you haven't learned from our podcast by now, people yeah. suck. Um, so there's this girl in my class and she was talking. Why do you have to do that now? We're almost home. Chill. I'm gonna give him a break. That's fine. Um, girl in my class, part of an organization on campus, they did a Dia de los Muertos thing yesterday. And she goes, uh, I haven't seen Coco, I don't know anything about Coco, and I was just sitting in the back going, don't watch it, it's racist, don't watch it, it's racist. Same, 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 same. <laughs> it was so funny. Also... I didn't tell you, but I'm so excited. So for my field work this semester, I have to, we have to do like different lessons, right? Which I mentioned earlier. Well, one of them is we have to do a vocabulary lesson and we talked to our teacher. She was like, oh, well, I have a vocabulary lesson that we have to do over The Hobbit, but you can do like whatever activities you want. So we're gonna play 
D&D, and we're going <laughs> to have the vocabulary words as, like, characters that, like, you have to defeat to continue on with the quest, but the only way that you can do it is if you use, like, the words, like, correctly, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so, but if you don't, then you're, like, stuck there, like, you have to keep going until you defeat the thing to finish the quest and like the whole quest is like based on the hobbit and so like the characters that the students would have are characters from the hobbit because they're about to start reading it and stuff like i'm super pumped for it so um my friend ciara shout out to her she's gonna come over on monday and we're probably gonna like practice it like do it and see how it works and see how we need to like figure it out and structure it to explain it to the students and stuff but i'm super hyped about it you can practice on me because I don't know how to play Dungeons and Dragons. I love Dungeons and Dragons. And it's going to be very simplified because, like, obviously, like, they're not going to have, like, dice or anything. Like, it's not going to be, like, real Dungeons and Dragons, so to speak, but it's that, it, it's, like, based on that kind of gameplay. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, that kind of quest game with, like, characters that you have to control. Like, an overall yeah. arching story. Like, more than a board game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I'm very excited. We need to play Dungeons and Dragons sometimes. I love Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. Do you own it? You, it's not something that you own. Well, then I don't know how to play. It's you. Okay. So, nerd alert, everyone. <laughs> so, essentially, you have someone who's the dungeon master, and they're the ones who create the story for everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay? And the way that it works is all of the people who are playing create their own characters, and it can be anything that you want. And there's, like, specific, like, classes and races um, of characters. So you can be, like, an elf, or you can be, like, a vampire, you can be, like, a wizard, and, like, all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, So you pick all of that. And then based on that, you get specific stats, and then those stats correlate into how good you are at, like, fighting or, like, magic, if you get magic. So it correlates into different stats, and the stats depend on the things that you can do in the game. So, like, whether it's fighting or weapons or magic or whatever and so like if you're a magic person then depending on your stats and like um your level and everything then that depends on how many spells you can have and what kinds of spells you can have and so with that and it's super cool but you can literally make it about anything you want so like the dungeon master or whatever who's creating the story it can be any kind of campaign that they want you know what i'm saying and then like you base characters and settings and stuff off of the overall kind of theme of the campaign. Mm-hmm. So there's one, there's these YouTubers who do a Dungeons and Dragons thing that they like post videos of, like weekly or whatever. And there's a, like a 1980s themed campaign. It's like everything that they do is like 80s themed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And one that I've played with my friends, we were doing it like with like gods and demons, so to speak. And so like that was kind of like the overall theme. And so our characters interacted with different gods and goddesses from multiple different mythologies and stuff and like that determined different stuff that we could do and like different quests that we went on and different characters that we interacted with and all that yeah um i personally i have some friends who are also nerds who are my english major friends and i would love to do like an english literature campaign where like all of the characters are either characters or authors of like classic literature and so then like all of the settings that you go to are like classic literature based type things or whatever and you do it kind of based on that I would love to do something like that um but I've already had planned that I want to do D&D in my future classroom 
anyway, I had originally thought of it as just kind of like an end of the year kind of review thing. And so it'd be set up in like some kids would do like um, medieval literature D and D. Some would do Victorian literature D and D, romantic literature D and D, blah blah blah, so on and so forth, cool. whatever. Um, but we could also do it as like a specific book that we're reading oh, yeah, or a yeah, lesson yeah. we're doing. So now we're doing like The Hobbit for this class. And we're gonna see how it works and see if and see how it does and how the kids handle it. And then I might, like, use that in my future classroom. So, like, if we're about to read a book or if we just finished reading a book, then as a way to, like, review before a test or something, we can do D&D because you have to have a, a real, like, grasp on the characters and the story and stuff to be able to complete, like, a quest. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I don't know. I'm just a huge nerd. I'm super into stuff like just that. Just a little bit. <laughs> so. I'm very excited about it. I was so hyped, and I was, like, writing everything down and, like, freaking out, and I told my professor, I was like, you should read that right now. You should read what our plans are right now, because <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Did she like it? Yeah, she was like, ooh, and I was like, Thanks. flipping my hair everywhere. <laughs> Same. So, yeah. yeah. I'm excited. You're going to have to try that. Yeah. I don't know The Hobbit, though, so I can't. I don't know The Hobbit, though. But okay. we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. And it's mostly based around the vocabulary words versus, oh. like, the actual plot of The Hobbit. Got it. Because this is before they're going to start reading it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Then I can do that. Mm-hmm. As long as I get the vocabulary Mm-hmm. And we're starting it where we, like, introduce the vocabulary first. So they kind of get an understanding of the vocabulary. And then for the rest of the class, they, like, do... D&D yeah. or like charades. It's going to be kind of in stations, so there's going to be like D&D, there's going to be charades, and then like something else where we don't know yet. Mm. Mm-hmm. Neat. I'm very excited. Go big or go home. Yeah. So, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, what time is it? Three, no, 5.17. Fun. I have to finish packing so I can leave soon. I thought you finished already. I finished most of it. I just have to get, like, my makeup, honestly. All right. Well, you can follow us at Twitter at FDLFMA Podcast or at Instagram on Friends Don't Let Friends Podcast. Same for Facebook. You can find us at Friends Don't Let Friends Make a Podcast. Or if you have any suggestions or comments, concerns, input, criticism... You can email us at friendsdontletfriendspodcast at gmail.com. I did get some feedback from our last episode, by the way. You did? Uh-huh. A lot of, uh, a couple of my friends messaged me privately, and one of them was like, yeah, I really loved Coco whenever I first watched, or, you know, me and my mom, like, love Coco. We've watched it a couple times, but of course it's only, like, a couple times, whatever. Mm-hmm. She goes, but yeah, there was a lot of stuff that y'all brought up that, like, I hadn't even noticed, whatever, and, like, all this stuff, and I had a couple friends talk about how, like, wow, like... Y'all brought up some points. We're like, yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. you're right. <laughs> we know. So hit us up. Always message us, Twitter us, Instagram us, email us, give us suggestions. Tell us what you think. Yeah. Rate and review us, please. please. We do read those. Yeah. Shout out to Aunt Betty for our first rating. Yes. Thank you, Aunt Betty. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. Just remember that you can let your friends play D&D. But, but you do friends don't, don't let friends, friends make a podcast. podcast. <laughs>